0: Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online, so you can access it from anywhere in the world. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whenever it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist with no additional cost. With BetterHelp, you, got, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from an office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% of your first month at betterhelp.com slash how to survive society. That's better H E L P dot slash how to survive society. Hello survivors. This is your girl Abby Ayola Williams and you're now listening to how to survive society. How to survive society Is a weekly podcast that features survivors. These are people that have been through the ringers in life. They've been through hell and back, but they choose to stay positive. They choose to win. They choose to thrive and they choose to survive. So let's get right into it. Hello, survivors. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of How to Survive Society. Today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Dr. Annie White, and she's an author of The Calm Code. So we're going to talk more about the book, about her life, and what she's learned so far in life, and how she can help other people um, get over trauma, um, depression, anxiety, and things like that. So Dr. Annie, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here.
0: Thank you for coming. So um, how, I mean, like, where where were you
1: born? Where did you grow up? How was your childhood? I was born in St. Louis, Missouri, in the Midwest. And my childhood, it was, I would say it was okay. I mean, I think perfect childhoods are not a thing at all so (laughs) you know as my parents were very very young when they had me and you know at 23 years old you do your best and they did their best and they're wonderful people but I was the one they practiced on because I was the earliest so (laughs) like (laughs) any other human they they made mistakes and I'm you know I'm sure I did along the way as well Mm -hmm. but that's um, true yeah but overall generally a pretty decent childhood
0: that's good and um
1: <laughs> you're so
0: right about the. so i'm guessing you're the first born, first uh-huh. bond then yeah yeah same i I'm always say i'm born. the oldest
1: i'm the oldest and the coolest you're the first two
0: yeah on my mother's side yes i'm the first and the only girl so oh, wow. yeah so it's like i have I'm very unique in that sense. And I'm the only child between my mother and my father. Oh, wow. <laughs> just between so, them. But of course they had other kids with other people. But if I count between just my father and my mother, I'm the only child. But I have like step-siblings on my father's side and step-siblings on my mother's side. So well, how, yeah, how
1: was that? Was that fun or what? How was that? For you i mean it's
0: i've to be honest i've always wished i had like a sister from the same parents mm-hmm. or you know like it's just it, it's different when it's it's not the same parents i, I know for some people it's like oh it shouldn't matter at least you still have like half siblings but it's like there's that long uh, longing for somebody that's you know from the same dna as you you know like the same mother, the same father. Where, because I feel like I'll be closer to my sisters if she was from my mother. You know. So yeah, it, I would
1: imagine that could get a little bit complicated at times. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like I feel like I don't really belong anywhere. Really, like
1: <laughs> I could see I'm just that in my
0: own main. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you've done so a good job with it. That's for sure. No, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm.
0: I'm very unique in that aspect. That's why I always think differently. I am. It, it's just weird. I don't know. It's a weird feeling, but it's. I guess you know. Sometimes you're just meant to be one in a million, right? So hey. <laughs>
1: yeah, and you are. <laughs> so, but being yeah, one so, in a million isn't always easy, is it? No,
0: it's not. Not at all. <laughs> So you're the firstborn, right? So how many brothers and sisters do you have? Like, are you guys close? How was how that?
1: We're pretty close. I have two younger brothers and a younger sister. So my sister's oh, wow. nine years younger than I am.
0: Wow! So your parents had yeah. like the two girls, two boys, like the perfect family that most people wish for.
1: Yes, they did. They <laughs> <laughs> they had two and two, and it worked out pretty well. I think for them. And yeah, I think every that now everybody's doing really well and everybody's happy in their lives for the moment. So, you know, fingers crossed and. Yeah,
0: that's good. That's good. So let's talk about the calm code, right? Like what made you come up with this book and um, why did you come up with the calm code?
1: I love this question. Because I think it's it it makes more sense when when you know the background of it. I was seeing patients in my office, and I'll tell you that every single person that came in had stress exacerbating everything that they were coming into me for. And I knew, after you know, a series of a couple of years, that if I didn't solve their high stress and or anxiety, that they would never truly be happy or healthy. So. My training, I'm a, I have a doctorate in traditional Chinese medicine, so my training taught me how to get to the root cause of issues, because that's what my medicine is interested in solving, because that's where true healing can happen. So I did a deep dive into the science of the brain, and once I discovered neuroplasticity, which states that every thought, action, and emotion wires the corresponding pathways and strengthens them in the mind, I knew I was onto something. So I knew how people were getting more and more and more stressed and anxious because every stressful and anxious thought would strengthen the corresponding paths in their mind so that their mind over time became dominated by stress and anxiety. And I would just hand out tools to fix this. I did a lot of research on, okay, well, if if that builds the negative and the stress pathways, what builds the calm and happy ones? So I would hand out these exercises to people. I didn't sit down with them and say, oh, we're going to work on your neuroplasticity or anything like that. I didn't have time. I had a busy practice. And then I went through a time where I needed the tools myself. That was about 11 years later. And I went through a really stressful time and Um, My dad passed away. I lost a business that I had been building for over a decade. More things happened. I could go on and on. But the result was all of those stressful and negative thoughts built my own mind to be stressed out, anxious, probably a little bit depressed. I was highly irritable. And it culminated with me sobbing on the living room floor one Sunday afternoon because my husband walked out and said he just didn't recognize me and he couldn't do it anymore and he didn't know what to do. And wow. in that moment, yeah, and in that it wasn't great. And you know, I'm a feeling like a failure because he walked out, but B feeling like a failure because I'm supposed to know this stuff and I wasn't using any of my tools during any of that, that really stressful period of time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that was the only thing that I could reach for. And I thought, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm, I'm going to see if, you know, all my patients have been telling me the truth all these years, if this stuff really works. <laughs> so I did, I put it into, to use I used the tools twice a day for after four weeks, I started feeling better after six weeks, I felt a lot better. And the tool, it ended up saving my marriage because I got myself back. I re I transformed my mind into back into me back into a calm and happy me instead of this person dominated by stress and anxiety and negativity.
0: Mm. So you're saying the reason why you went through those periods is because you lost your business. And there was a lot of things going on in your life at that point. But you you didn't think to use your um, no, like the tips that you've been giving your cleanse. I know it's it's always like that. Like, but Abby, it's love.
1: it's embarrassing. <laughs> it really is. But I have to I have to tell you that because it's it's true. Mm-hmm. And I try not to judge myself. And honestly, if I wouldn't have used the tools, I wouldn't have written the book. Yes, because once I saw how the, well they worked, then I wanted to help other people with it.
0: Yeah, I, I totally get it. It's it's always like that. Like we know how to help other people but then when it comes to helping ourselves. We're like so lost and like, we have no clue. We're just like, okay, how do I get myself out of this state of mind? <laughs> you know? So I I totally understand. So um, why do you think, because I feel like it's a North American problem. I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but why do you think there's a lot of uh, mental issues, anxiety, depression happening, even though when other people from, the third world country they look at us like we're we've made it like we we're living the dream the life you know money comes easy to us but we're not as happy as they are so what do you think that's where do you think the disconnect is when it comes to like mental health in north america
1: well north america is inherently very stressful and stress causes anxiety depression and some studies even say some schizophrenia So with these high stress levels come consequences. So yes, we we do live in a developed world, but that development added a lot of stress to all of us. Mm -hmm. Whereas in many third world countries, life is simpler. Yes, that's right. You're right about
0: that. I guess it's getting back to the simple things in life (laughs) will help us here in North America to you know see what we have and be appreciative and actually be happy because it's so sad that a lot of people are very like anxious and stressed and depressed and the suicidal rate is like going up every time it's like wow
1: I guess go ahead Yeah, there were even some studies done with this pandemic that proved neuroplasticity in action. And throughout the pandemic, what they saw with people was that the high stress and the negative thoughts of the pandemic caused more anxiety and depression and in some circumstances, you know, schizophrenia and mental issues. So that was really like a case study in cause and effect with stress and mental challenges. Mm, wow. Mm,
0: God help us. So um, how can someone, what are the um, the steps someone can take to, you know, reduce their anxiety and stuff? I, apart from like reading your book, The Karma Code, like what are the tips that you have in the books that can help somebody like that?
1: Um well I take them through a 6 week process and over 6 weeks they get new tools every week and I can share a couple with you. Um and the tools are a little more complicated they start really simple <clears throat> excuse me and then they get more complex as people use them, but it's easier to start simple and that's why we start there. And we start with 3 minutes twice a day and we work up to 8 minutes twice a day. So the first tool is called Happy Sparks and what you do is you gather pictures And compile them into a slideshow, or maybe you just stack them if they're physical pictures. And for three minutes, twice a day, you flip through these pictures and have it ignite all of those positive feelings. And what that does is that strengthens the positive parts of your brain every time you do it.
0: Mm -hmm. So pictures of, you know, your children, if you have one, your spouse, I'm Unless they've just had a
1: meltdown and kicked you in the knee yeah yeah exactly i mean anybody anything that makes you happy i also love things like smiling animal pictures and you can go online you can google all of these things and then this might sound complicated but it's not you can crop the pictures and put them into a photo album and then scroll through them
0: Hmm, that's a good idea it's it's like a a
1: vision board kind of like it can be what your mood what you it, can, to do. it can be. And that's where um, this tool can get more complex is if you do use it in a vision board sort of way. But what I found is that when people first start, if they, they try to jump straight from where they, where they are, if they're anxious and depressed, go straight to a vision board, that's going to activate the negative stuff. Cause they're not there yet. Their brain isn't balanced enough to process that yet. Does that make sense? Yes it does. But I so, but you're exactly right. That's a more advanced application. So you have to go through each step to be able to prepare your dream. Yeah, I mean it depends on where you are when you start. If you're if you're not that bad off and you say, "Okay, well, I want to try the vision board situation and it doesn't trigger any negativity or any feelings of, oh, I should be there but I'm here, that's never going to happen." You know what I'm saying? Um, then that's okay. Then, then you're ready for that.
0: Mm, okay. That makes sense. So that's what you help. That's what the book helps you to do. It helps you go through each step as to um, how you can help yourself relieve anxiety and stuff. So are you still practicing um, helping people like one, 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 or you're just focusing on the book?
1: I see patients in my office. I did focus on the book, just on the book for a little while, but I went back to seeing patients um, because um, interviews are so much fun, but I I feel that my brain needs more engagement. Not that this isn't cerebral for me, it is, but it's like, you know, I don't have interviews once an hour. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so I started seeing patients again, which is fun. And also intertwining some of that with the book is interesting as well.
0: Yes, that's right. So, if someone wants to reach out to you and you know, um, come do one-on-one with you or get your book, how can they reach out to you?
1: Best way is on my website, which is D-O-C-T-O-R dot com. And the book—I mean, they can find it: Amazon, Barnes and Noble, iBooks, Audible, anywhere. You know, you can find a book if the local bookstore doesn't have it. They can tell them to get it. But on the website, too, they can download the first chapter for free. I have visualizations. I have guided meditations, a bunch of things to support people, too.
0: That is amazing. So do you have any tips for the survivors out there that are going through trauma, anxiety, depression, and just don't know where to start or how to ask for help? So what can you tell that person?
1: Uh, Well, I would say two things. The first step would be because when you're feeling the, you know, you're down a lot or you're anxious a lot, or you're stressed out a lot, you're going into that stress response right in your body. It's that sympathetic nervous system response. And the way that you can tell is because your breathing is shallow and it becomes a little bit quicker. Your breasts become shorter together. So I want to give a tip to use every time you notice that, okay? Has three steps. It's a breathing technique. The first step is take your left hand, put it on your chest. And as you breathe in, tell yourself, I'm safe. I'm not in a life-threatening situation. If a bear is chasing you, I highly recommend not using this tool because you do need the stress (laughs) response to run. But if you're not in a life-threatening situation, this can be very effective because your mind can't fight against that in the moment. Like sometimes, you know, people will say, oh, I'm happy or suggest other things, but the mind fights against that. So I'm safe. I'm not in a life-threatening situation. That's going to be true, or you shouldn't be doing this at that time. Right. Okay. So then second step, take that left hand, put it below your belly button on your lower belly. And as you breathe in, feel that lower belly extend out toward the opposite wall. If you can't do this while you're sitting up the first time, lay down and do it. And your body will get used to breathing this way because when we're stressed, we only breathe in and out of our chest. So when you breathe down deeply, you are very strongly telling your body you don't need to run or fight anything or survive right now. So as you're breathing down deeply like that, you're still saying to yourself, I'm safe. I'm not in a life-threatening situation. Third step, take your right index finger and cover your right nostril. You block off your right nostril. And as you're doing this breathing technique, breathe in and out only through the left nostril. Studies have shown that activates your parasympathetic or calm nervous system, and it calms you down faster. So when people are feeling stressed, if they'll use this breathing exercise, it will really start to train and calm their system down.
0: Wow, I was actually doing it when you were saying it. (laughs) That's amazing. Thank you for the tips. Um, (laughs) Wow. Of course. Yeah. So is there any last thing you'd like to say before we go to the listeners?
1: Just don't give up. You have a choice in how so many people think that it's a victim situation and that's not an accusation. You're not going to have to stay in any place any situation any mindset unless you choose to and there are ways out and there is help out and it, you know if you pick up something like my book and you can't get there you know even with the first tool go talk to someone that's the reason you know get a therapist that's the reason we're not on earth by ourselves we're not supposed to conquer everything on our own and sometimes what i always say to my patients is sometimes life gives us things that are bigger than we can handle on our own And that's when therapy can be a beautiful tool to utilize.
0: Yes. Thank you so much, Dr. Annie. And um, do have a wonderful day. Thank you for coming on and sharing those tips. Those tips, the three last ones that you dropped, for sure, will help somebody out there that's going through stress, you know? So thank you so much for that.
1: Good. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much.
0: Big, big thank you to our guest for um, for today. And if you would like to learn more about today's topic, please go on howtosurvivesociety.com. There you can get um, some life skills courses and some merchandise. And um, contact me if you would like to be a guest on the show. So thank you so much for tuning in and have yourself a lovely day. Within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over a hundred thousand podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's create something great together. So if you ever need help to start your own podcast, reach out to me. And then you know what you can do also? You know, you can follow the link in the show notes, in the show notes that lets Buzzsprout know that hi sent you so you can get a $20 amazon gift card when you sign up for a paid plan and you can also support the show that way so yeah so if you're looking to start your own podcast reach out to me follow the link under the notes show and you'll be able to sign up and get a $20 amazon card Yeah.